are now tuned into the Conversation Party Podcast with your host, Donnie June, 26, on the 2020 Network. Ladies, grab you if you love hip hop. Fellas, rub you if you love it. Uh, uh, uh. I don't know the words. <laughs> Ladies, rub you if you love hip hop. Fellas, grab you if you. I'm not even sure if that's the right word. Now that I think about it. I would think. I mean, it kind of makes sense. But well, let me just get loud on the parts that I think I know. Ladies, rub you if you love hip hop. Fellas, grab you if you love. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys, let's settle in, man. I guess this is the point right here where I would insert, um, you know, the bullshit applause, make everybody go crazy. Um, you know, everybody starts screaming. <sighs> and then um, I would then lower that and then put in, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the trumpets, you know, bah, 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 you know all that. Because, uh, you know, this is episode one of the Conversation Party podcast. So I would go ahead and put that in and let everybody, let the whole thing, like, like sound really big. So then I would come in and say that I'm your host, Donnie June 2-6. Um, but I'm not going to do all of that. Uh, partly because I don't feel like it. That's that's honestly why, if you really want to know the truth. Um, just wanted to uh, come on here and first apologize because um, I didn't mean to get this out to you uh, the time that I am. I wanted to get it out earlier but uh due to that uh that fuck ass hurricane dorian uh here in south florida we were supposed to be hit um i think supposed to be first sunday then turned to monday then tuesday morning and it it just just kind of never came so i ended up you know canceling my guests you know slowing down you know what i'm supposed to be doing uh Thinking that we'd be hit by a hurricane, we'd be out of power, uh, you know. Damn, freaking hurricane hooked the right and missed us all together. Um, that's how I know that this is supposed to be what it's supposed to be. Because with me saying, hey, I'm starting my podcast this upcoming week and finding out that this hurricane coming and the hurricane just missed us all together, that, man, that ain't nothing but God. That ain't nothing but God. That ain't nothing but God. It's a sign that Donnie June 26 is supposed to give you guys the best content of your week. So, since I don't have my guests, um, we'll bring what I was going to do this week. We'll do it next week. Not a problem. Um, I figured, let me just pop some shit, man. Go over a few topics that I've been... Uh, mulling over through my mind and I'm sure my wife is probably sick and tired of hearing me uh, discuss um you know let me just get it out on the mic and you know get it out to you guys and you know hopefully you guys uh like it and want to um interact with your boy um I would give you my socials and all that but um I haven't started anything I haven't started an IG yet I haven't started a Twitter yet um, so I'm not going to hand any of that out, to be honest. Uh, I guess just get on SoundCloud or iTunes and <sighs> rate and comment. And while you're there, click the subscribe button. 
share it to your folks. Uh, let them know that Donnie June 26 is back, and he's, you know, back with his normal brand of bullshit. You know what I mean? All right, so staying on uh, Hurricane Dorian that, thank God, missed uh, South Florida. Um, unfortunately, the folks out in the Bahamas, man, they, they weren't so lucky. Um, the hurricane at one point grew to Category 5 and was moving like one mile per hour. I mean, one of, the, one of those big, slow, groggy motherfuckers um, hit the Bahamas, man, and literally sat on top of them for about 48 hours and just rained and, and, and ripped stuff apart. And Man, those poor people on that damn island, man, seeing some of those videos tore me up. Um, you know, on social media, you kind of just see the videos and... You know, you don't really know what's going on until, like, maybe the second time you watch it. Nah, when you first click play and you see the, the mass destruction that's going on, you know what it is. So after about, <clears throat> excuse me, after about the, about the second video, I said, uh, this isn't for me, man. This is not for me. I'm, you know, I, I, I got a, I got a, I got a, I got, like, weak, uh, not a weak stomach, but, like, I don't know what it is that I'm looking for, but like whenever I see stuff like that, man, it just makes me feel bad, and you know, I, I can't I can't take stuff like that because I know that there's people out there really suffering. So, um, you know, uh, they got like I think the death toll right now is up to like 20, um, and like somewhere around, and, and don't correct me if I'm you know if I'm wrong. I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong. Because um, I'm just going off of what I remember reading. It was somewhere around like uh, 76,000 people um, that were affected by the hurricane. They lost like 13,000 homes or something like that. Um, that's just crazy for um, a storm that magnitude to be moving that slow and to hit those people. And I had asked um, a friend of mine, um, today, as a matter of fact, I was like, yo, um, you know, there's a lot of videos, like, people going around, and, like, people were, like, stuck, and, um, and I hate to be that guy, but I had to ask that question, like, yo, why weren't people just, like, evacuating, why didn't they up and leave, um, and, you know, she's, you know, has, I guess, family from the Bahamas or whatever, and her response to me was, man, a lot of those people are illegals. So I guess what's going on in the Bahamas now, and again, I'm only giving you guys information that was given to me. Um, I mean, she's a smart girl. I deem it discredible. Her family lives in the Bahamas. She would know what she's talking about. So um, I guess a lot of what's been going on is um, a lot of illegal immigrants have been heading over to the Bahamas. Um, a lot of people from Haiti, a lot of people from other places. Um, and... Um, you know, they've been settling over at the Bahamas. So when the government is telling everyone, hey, it's time to evacuate, those people that are illegal are afraid to go with the government because they're scared that they'll be sent back to where they're supposed to be, um, which is where they're citizens of, um, and they do not want to return back to their country. So they'd rather stick it out and pray that, you know, they make it through the hurricane so that they can continue their lives. And, you know, a lot of these people 
risk their lives to even get to where they are. So, um, you know, I guess maybe their mentality is um, if it's my time, it's my time. That's kind of the way that I thought about it as she was talking to me. And um, I thought about that. I'm like, damn, man, like, what would I do if I was stuck in that situation where I couldn't come back to the States because I left for whatever reason. I'm in search of a better opportunity for my kids or just a better opportunity for myself. And then something like this hit and I knew that I couldn't accept the help that was being given or else I'd be returned back to where it was that I was running away from. And I, I couldn't even come up with a, a scenario because like, you know how, how, how we do. You always want to you know, come up with the, the well, you know, I would have went, and then, you know, minute they would have tried to hold me down, and I just would have fought my way out. Nah, bro. Um, I, I, I couldn't even come up with uh, with anything. I'm, I, I, I just sat there blank, and I'm like, damn, I honestly don't know what it is that I would do. Um, it's just tough, man, thinking about those people and the different uh, circumstances that they're all going through. Um, when you see stuff like this, man, it really puts things in perspective. Um, obviously, we, you know, we all deal with our own shit. And to us, whatever problems you're going through is like the end of the world. Nothing else matters other than what it is that you're going through. And, you know, that's perfectly fine. That's human nature. Um, but then when you start seeing stuff like this, man, it just makes you grateful just to be alive and safe somewhere with a roof over your head, you know. Um, a lot of those people don't have... A home to return to. Um, fucking storm took everything away from him, man. Um, just, just, just sad, man. Just sad. Um, looking to see what it is that I could do to help, man. I, I realize there's a bunch of people that are, you know, they're starting the let's let's help the Bahamas campaigns where they're asking for donations and things of that nature. Um, if you guys would like to help, please find somewhere to. Um, what the young lady told me was it's best to find those private organizations that work through them because a lot of times with the, the bigger donation, I mean, the bigger corporations, it takes more time because they're looking to do a bigger effort. So it takes more time for your contribution to get out to the people of the Bahamas and, you know, they need your help like now. Um, unfortunately, um, for those people, life does go on. And um, the more time we take, you know, gathering goods to send over, those are unnecessary hours, minutes, seconds that they do not get to eat. Because, again, they don't have homes to go back to. So, um, you know, that's kind of what she told me as far as, like, where to donate and stuff like that. And, um you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to get some stuff out and then also um, take a page out of a book out of someone that I saw. Like, someone uh, got, like, 100 generators uh, on a boat and is trying to get it over to the Bahamas directly. I think that's dope. I think that's dope as hell, to be honest with you. Um, to be able to get down and go touch the people and go, go right to the, the source of the problem, and you know, um, I want to see if there's a possibility, you know, maybe through like an organization or something, uh, a way to get down there to go help pick up trash and 
um, start rebuilding this place brick by brick, man. Because at the end of the day, I, I am not Bahamian, but I mean, their blood is red, so those are my people, plain and simple. Um, they breathe the same air I breathe, so um, gotta have some sort of humanity, you know. Um, hurricanes are hurricanes are really weird for me. Um, you know, my mind works a little weird. So um, I think of things a little off, I guess. Um, and hurricanes are really, really, really odd to me because I understand how they claim that hurricanes are made with the heat and the water and the pressure and blah, 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 blah. But then it's crazy how, you know, there's only so many hurricanes that are made, like, why isn't a hurricane made like every single day? Because the water Tuesday is the same temperature as the water Wednesday. Um, the same amount of pressure has been happening all week or whatever it is. Like, why aren't more hurricanes made? Um, and again, I, I, I know I'm going to sound like a wacko, but it's fine. I personally believe that hurricanes are man-made. That's just my thinking. I think... Out in the middle of the ocean, there's these gigantic wooden poles and receptors. And uh, some people, some people, I'm not going to say, you know, who these people are. Um, but some people control, uh, you know, control a lot of things behind the scenes that we are not privy to. Um, and those people that control it. Um, are also the top one percenters of the world. And they make money off of the food industry. They make money off of uh, any and everything that you can think of. So to send over um, a hurricane, you know, have people going crazy, purchasing items and goods, and da -da -da -da, uh, benefits them because, you know, they make money off of it. The same way how uh, the U.S. technically makes money when it's time to go to war and, you know, the, the, the invested people uh, that are, that got money into, like, gun companies and X, Y, Z. Yeah, man, it, it's, it's a big plus for them because, you know, the ammo gets sold and that. Uh, I, I, again, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of babbling at this point. Um, but... That's kind of just the way my mind works, man. I, I personally think that hurricanes are man-made. Um, I have nothing to prove that I'm right, but uh, I don't know. It's just what I think and believe, to be honest. So, <sighs> let's stay on some heavy news, man. Um, Kevin Hart, uh, your boy Kevin Hart was involved in a horrific car crash um, early Sunday morning or really late Saturday night, however you want to look at it. Um, prayers out to that brother, man. If, if you've seen pictures of that car, man, that, that, ugh, that's, that's, a, that's another tough one to look at, man, because that, that could literally be anybody. Um, from my understanding where he was driving that in California, um, I guess it was on hills, and maybe they might have uh, been speeding a bit, and whoever the driver was might not have been aware 100% of the conditions of the road and I think they ended up into a ditch 
Um, everyone was tested and nobody came back positive for alcohol. So um, this wasn't a case of drinking and driving. I think at this point in Kevin's career, um, he understands that there are just certain things that he cannot do. And for this to still happen to him after, you know, a night of safe, uh, I'm going to assume they were partying, could have been working, I have no idea. But for this to happen to him, man, is very unfortunate. Um, I already had surgery on his back and that he's recovering from it. And the other two, which were husband and wife, are also um, recovering with uh, injuries and things of that nature. So... Um, praise out to all three of them, uh, Kevin and his two friends. Uh, just very unfortunate for, for that to happen. And, uh, you know, we wish you the best, man. Speedy recovery, dog. Um, I wouldn't be me unless I kind of put this out there, but um, his next stand-up might be the best he's ever done. Um, if you know, like I know, comedy usually comes from a dark place. And he's about to go through the darkest moments of his life. So once he's able to find a way to make that funny, yeah, that next stand-up, that next stand-up's going to slap. Plain and simple, it's going to slap. Uh, staying on celebrities, man, August Alcina, uh, he's been hospitalized after losing the ability to walk. Um, haven't really heard much out of August uh, in the media. I know he has been going through medical issues himself. Um, prayers out to that brother. Hope uh, he's getting whatever it is that's wrong with him fixed um, so he can get back to doing what it is that he loves, which is entertaining uh, millions and millions of people. So, um, so I was scrolling through uh, my timeline, and I stumbled upon um, a post on, I think it was like Black News something. I don't remember. But it said that um, Rihanna is now the world's richest female music artist. At first, I was shocked. I'm like, wow, you're making more money than Beyonce? Um, but then I started thinking, I'm like, yo, with uh, her makeup and her other endeavors, I'm like, yo, Rihanna out here getting that paper. And then I started thinking, Don, if that was me, like, like, how would like how would my ego be able to take my woman making more money than me? Because as a man, like your primary job is to protect and provide. Provide. She's the one bringing home the bacon. I'm not providing shit. So does that make me a man? You know. I don't know. Some of my mind. Maybe I'll discuss that further when I have a. Uh, some guests on and we can really go deeper into it because um i i didn't start thinking like what is it that i like i would have to give up like you know I, I can't be the leader all the time per se i mean unless like she has that kind of submissive uh like attitude towards things where she's just like you know let my man be the man um i would just assume that you know because she's the breadwinner, she's going to want some say-so in a lot of the shit that's going on. Um, shit, women usually want say-so in a lot of shit that's going on, and, you know, you're supposed to be the leader anyways. But um, And I'm perfectly fine with that, ladies. Let's get that clear. I'm perfectly fine with that. 
Um, I'm just saying, um, you know, I wonder how I would handle it. Um, and then uh, another thing is I'm just thinking, like, how would I react being, not being, like, number one in her life? Because um, anybody knows entrepreneurs, your work kind of comes before your spouse at times, comes before your kids, comes before your own personal health. Um, I wonder how I would feel because not being number one in someone's life. Because, like, even in the situation I'm in now, I've been with my woman now for, what, like, 14, 15, 14 years, going on 15 years. Um, I've always been number one in her life, and that's something I've never taken for granted. But even with her starting her own business, and her, she's starting to get things together, and it, it looks like it's going to be really successful out of the gate, um, I just wonder how my ego would take you know, not having her around to do all of the things that I depend on her to do. Ooh, pardon me. I'm sorry. Not Dion. Pardon me. Again, it's really late. It's like 2.45 in the morning right now. Uh, um, on some news that um, I was talking to my daughter about earlier, Rosa Park is uh, going to be honored with her own Barbie doll. Um, I was talking to my daughter, my older daughter, about that. Um, we're buying it immediately because I believe that black girls rock and I believe in black girl magic and I want my baby to understand that uh, she too one day can and will have her own Barbie because she's going to be freaking awesome at whatever it is that she decides to do. Um, I'm all about building up black queens. Um, I don't believe in that. I don't subscribe in that whole tearing women down and Nah, man, nah. Uh, since I've become a father... Wait, let's back up. I believe that... You don't become a father until you have a girl. Yeah. Because having a boy was so easy for me. Like, it just kind of came second nature. You don't necessarily have to worry about too much. You know, you just kind of give them that, that confidence. Um... You know, you, you kind of stern with them, you discipline them, you know. But having a daughter has required me to learn so much and to soften up so much and to learn this whole communicating thing. So, like, in all honesty, my daughters have been the greatest teachers I have ever had in this world. Um, just as far as just making me a better human being. And um, I don't know if I've ever told my wife that, but um, the, the strides I made in our relationship, again, as far as becoming more compassionate, becoming more caring, uh, being a better communicator, that is all from having daughters and just learning how to be what they need me to be. Um, I, I hope this doesn't sound right. I, mean, I hope this doesn't come across as being offensive, but... Um, I don't want them growing up being those girls with daddy issues because it's so easy for uh, women to go down the wrong path because they are emotional and their emotional stability is 
very important, and that's something that, as men, I feel as if we take advantage of and we take for granted. So I'm always trying to build. I'm always giving compliments and words of encouragement and, and letting them know, you know, you can be great. You Not even you can be, but no, you will be great. Um, you will do this, you will do that. And just knowing that, you know, even if you don't succeed that first time, don't put your head down, keep your head up, and keep attacking because, you know, anything in, in life that's worth having doesn't come easy. So um, whether it's on the tennis court or it's in the classroom or um, it's 2 o'clock in the morning on the couch with twin boys that are stressing you the hell out and you're just trying to get some rest, I appreciate everything that you beautiful, beautiful, beautiful creatures do. Uh, and that's coming from Donnie Chin. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I want to tackle this thing or not, man. Um, I read a an article about a guy named Alvin Kennard, um, who was who was scheduled to be released from prison. I'm sorry, um, he's been in prison for 36 years on a life sentence without parole due to some bullshit three strike rule in 1983, um, in the state of Alabama where he stole, like, $50. And they threw his ass in prison for the last 36 years for stealing $50. Yeah, let that sink in. $50. It was so sickening, man. Um, I understand that, you know, rules have changed and... Laws have changed and things are different now. Why the fuck it took him 36 years to get this right? $50? Like, come on, man. Like, I, I, how many... Oh, let's back up. Let, let's, let's also put into perspective that Alvin is a black man. Mm-hmm. How many things have we seen white folks just get away with, man? And I, and I, I don't want to turn this into a black versus white thing, but... Let's just shine a light on it, man. How many things have white folks been able to get away with that us as black folks, like, we, we, we get trampled for much less? Like, somebody steals $50 and, and, and you send them to prison for life? And then in uh, North Carolina, what's this guy's name? Um, uh, David Stephen Bell... Dude just got probation for punching an 11-year-old girl in the face. And I'm talking about, like, like knocking her shit loose. And you got probation for that, my man? But yet this dude got a life sentence. Like, come on, man. Like, that, that that shit is crazy to me, man. That shit is crazy. Even in um in Portland, I think it was, um, a dude like named Tyrone Allen, the police took this dude's picture, and he had, like, like tattoos and shit on his face. And they wouldn't Photoshop the tattoos off his face and, and change some of his features so that he would look like a suspect that they have been searching for. Come on, man. They're they they not playing fair out here, man. Plain and simple, man. They're not playing fair out here. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to go too deep into this because then it's going to get me all worked up. and um, I don't, don't want to go through all that. Um... Real quick, man, before I get out of here, uh, 
I was watching this movie on Netflix. It kind of just came on. Um, and this dude, like, was doing the most. Like, he hit this girl, like, heard his phone ringing. It was in his pocket. He didn't want to answer. Um, then he starts stressing, like, oh, my phone's dying. I need to put on the charger. Dude walks over to, off the couch to where the, the plug was for the charger, plugs his phone on the charger, puts the phone on, in his pocket while it's plugged into the charger, and it's sat on the floor. And as I'm watching this, I'm like, whoa. My man, you're telling on yourself, <laughs> first off. Um, but who's wrong in that situation? Because what if he wasn't doing anything at all? You're stressing me to look at my phone. Like, that's my personal, private space. I'm not looking through your shit. I'm not looking through your purse. I'm not, you know, checking your apps and your, uh, what do you call that, the little photo vault. I'm not going through all that. Like, why is that you feel as if it's okay for you to run through my shit? Now, again, granted, I understand in the movie he was doing something wrong, but like, what if in real life he, he just didn't want you going through his shit? You, like some people like find that is like like they feel violated after something like that happens to them. I don't know. Again, maybe we'll discuss more when I have, uh, you know, some people here, whatever. So, um, all right. Before I get out of here, man, I just want to leave you with um a book of the week and uh a new song of the week. Something that I'm uh I'm bumping. So um just. September 3rd, uh, the big homie, Ricky Rosé, Rosé, he uh, dropped his book, Hurricane, and I got it on the audiobook format on Audible, and wow, is all I can say, wow, what an amazing, amazing, amazing book, um, I am going to go back and go purchase the, the hard copy just so I can have it, um, and though I've gotten through it all on audiobook I'm, I'm gonna read it just to read it um just to see how much different the story feels and the layers of it through words that i'm physically reading not just listening to so um that's the book that i'm on uh which is hurricane and the tunes i'm listening to um this guy sir he dropped um, Friday on the 30th, and damn, this is one of the best R&B albums I've heard in a long time, probably since Miguel Kaleidoscope Dream. That That's one of my all-time favorites. This is right up there with that. I've been bumping for the past almost week, and wow, wow. So... You know, you know, let me let me put a little on while I'm while I'm you know explaining what's going on here. So the standout records on the album um is called the recipe, which is the song that's playing now. Ooh, sir, killed that shit. Um, then there's a song called um that's why I love you with Sabrina Claudio, a fine ass, and then uh, a dope record called Fire. Fire is just that fire mm. sir i don't know who the hell you are i'm not like a huge huge fan of yours just kind of catch records as they come 
I just like to thank you, man, because this was much needed. Like this was much needed, man. Again, I haven't had a record this strong since Kaleidoscope Dreams, and I was actually just talking to somebody about what Miguel has to do to return back to that form. If Sir is going to keep giving me this, I don't need Miguel to come back to that form. <laughs> like, Sir is going to be just fine. Like, this this album, this album is tough all the way through, man. If you got Apple Music, Spotify, um, iHeart, or whatever it is that you use to uh, consume your music, YouTube, um, check that out, man. It's called Chasing Summer. Um, again, my three favorite records is The Recipe, um, That's Why I Love You, featuring Sabrina Claudio, and then Fire, which is also another record. He's on solo dolo um thank y'all man for listening man i just want to get on here and pop some shit real quick man get some content out to you man i i didn't want to um not deliver on my promise which was that episode one would be coming this week um thank you guys for listening um oh and before i get out of here let me give a special shout out to uh my big homie big loop i'm just going through some health issues man i just wanted to let him know that i love him and I'm here for him no matter what it is that he needs. Um, that's real genuine brother shit. Um, as a black man to another black man, um, I think we need to continue picking each other up and holding each other um, down in these, these tough situations that, that we go through in life. Um, and, you know, we, we need to just start taking better care of ourselves, man. Um, I myself have been, you know, heavy uh, for the past like 10 15 years um shit when i was in high school and college i was super thin and then as i got older i just put on weight and um, i've been struggling to get it off myself so i'm trying some new different things man and uh this this battle uh to not let the government kill me um has been renewed uh you know i'm, I'm watching how strong he's being and, and what he's going through and um, it's inspiring, man. It's inspiring to to watch my brother fight the way that he's fighting, man. And, you know, that's making me look at that and look at my kids and say, man, I, I need to be here. So um, I'm going to fight it the best way that I can, which is I'm just getting a lot more active. And, you know, my diet has never been bad, but even tightening that up the, even more than what it is already. Um, definitely getting off of red meat altogether. No pork, no beef. Um, and I'm going to wean myself off of chicken and seafood too. Um, I don't know, man. Just a lot of reports and stuff that I've been reading, especially a lot of stuff that uh, Dr. Sebi has put out. Um, I've had a good opportunity to really watch a lot of uh, information on the great late Dr. Sebi. I don't know, man. A lot of this stuff that's happening, man, just doesn't make sense, and and it's it's real weird how it's like targeted by black people. Like, it's just really, really, really weird. Um, all right, real quick, man. I mean, let me let me get this off real quick. So let's let's start just with diabetes. I'm just gonna hit y'all with this one. Um, and again, this is my personal belief. I could be wrong, but this is the way that it makes sense to me. Diabetes is an issue where your body is not able to control your sugar levels. Type 2 specifically is where you have high blood sugar. 
the reason why blood sugar is high is because your arteries are clogged and the food that you're eating that breaks down in the sugar, which is like breads and uh, shit. It could even be like natural sugars and fruits, stuff like that. And I'm sure the refined sugars that you're eating, which is like candy and donuts and all that other dumb shit you shouldn't be eating anyways. Um, when it breaks down in your body, your sugar is not able to flow through uh, the arteries correctly because it is clogged. And that's what makes your blood sugar high. Now, the problem with that is when it does that, it makes you fat. Then when it makes you fat, uh, you gain all that weight, and then you slowly develop uh, health issues like sleep apnea. Now, you don't have to... Sleep apnea doesn't just affect those that are heavy. Um, it affects, you know, thinner people too, but just follow my train. So as you get heavy, you develop sleep apnea. Sleep apnea is like that thing where you sleep and then you kind of stop breathing while you're sleeping. For me specifically, I've had issues with my tonsils for some time. I refuse to take them out. I know I'm stubborn. I get it. Whatever. I'm not taking them out. The heavier I've gotten, the more restricted that airway has gotten. So that's why like, you hear me breathe as hard as I do because my tonsils have been inflamed and I've been needing to take them out. But as per my ENT, even if I remove my tonsils, that still may not correct the issue. So I'm like, well, damn, if it may not correct the issue 100%, why remove the tonsils? I want to try dropping a gang of weight and seeing if that can return, like if I can then return back to the breathing that I've had before. Um, I don't know. I'm also not for all this medicine shit, and that's because when they first told me, oh, uh, you're on your way to becoming a diabetic, and they start, they put me on some medicine, and I start taking it, um, then I remember I went to a doctor's appointment, again, I'm babbling at this point, but whatever, we're talking, um, they put me on some medicine, I started taking it, then I went back for a follow-up, um, and they were telling me that, oh, uh, my liver started to grow or some shit like that, it became inflamed. And that shit didn't make any sense, so I called my mom, and I'm like, yo, um, I just went to the doctor, and now they're saying that something else is wrong, and I started getting scared, because I'm like, yo, my body is breaking down on me. So my mom was like, yo, that doesn't make any sense. Like, did they tell you why? And I'm like, no, um, they told me that they prescribed me some other medicine for me to get to correct that. And then my mom said, wait, so they gave you medicine, now they gave you medicine to correct the medicine that they gave you? And I was like, nah, they gave me medicine for the liver. And she said, Exactly. So I thought about it. So hold on. So you're saying that the first thing of medicine that I took f fucked me up, and they gave me medicine to correct the medicine that they had just given me. So I went and I started doing some research, and I realized that she was right. So I stopped taking that medicine. I did my own thing as far as um, just exercising a bit and monitoring what I ate. Then I went back for another follow-up. And then that's when they were like, oh, yeah, man, the, the, the test results came back great. And, um, yeah, the medicine is really working. I'm going to go ahead and prescribe you more. I said, yo, listen, I'm not taking none of that shit y'all gave me. All this stuff has gotten back good because I actually became more mindful of what the fuck I was doing with myself. Um, and I watched the calories that I was drinking. That's actually how that started dropping the weight that I was dropping because, you know, you don't pay attention to what you're drinking. I stopped. I started monitoring the calories that I was drinking. 
And I didn't take any of that medicine you gave me. So that medicine that you gave me is not needed because all that's doing is patching up one issue, like patching up like one side of the of, of the, the swimming pool, and it's causing another leak to spring, so then you're going to give me something else to patch up that side, and that's going to cause another leak to spring. Nah, bro, you're not about to have me here on six or seven different medicines. Got up, walked out of that doctor's office, and never went back. Never went back. So I said all that to say, I don't believe in medicine 100% of the time. Um, there are some things that you probably do need medicine for, but for this whole diabetes thing, man, if you cut the red meat, um, you exercise, you monitor the calories that you that you take in through your mouth, uh, through drinks, um, and you try to see moss thing. I think that's the kicker, and I'm sure the the drug people, medicine people, whatever you want to call them, the medical field, whatever. I'm sure they don't want you to know that. But just try it. That's all I'm saying is just try it. So, I don't know, man. That's all I got for you, man. Um, it's like 3 a.m. I'm about to go crawl up in bed next to my old lady and try to fall asleep for a couple of hours before I got to get up and get the kids to school. So, uh, lots of love, y'all, man. Thank y'all for tuning in to episode one of the Conversation Party Podcast. Again, next week, I will have it the way that I fully intended. Um, but thank you guys for rocking out with me anyways. Just listen to me pop my shit, man. Um, this is your boy, Donnie June 26 and I'll holler.